You are now listening to The Forefront Radio, where we discuss history, the Bible, the history of the Israelites, science, and other matters. Bring it out. The history of the blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans as it relates to the Bible. Who were you prior to slavery? Who were you prior to colonization? These answers and more can be seen and heard as you listen to The Forefront Radio. In the sight of the heathen And the Lord gave two tablets Right laws to govern the people But they were so damn evil Rebellious, stiff-necked people Captivity, aka ship slavery We were not hawking, no, we were not here We were not listening, no, we were not fear We was the righteous and we was the kings We was the priests, listen to play All the wicked lying, all the fornication All the selling, hating, all the baby making All the idolatries, all the scenes and bullshits All the Baals and Molochs and sacrifices to devils Wake up, let's go home Righteous in my zone Twelve tribes for the kingdom It's coming, won't be long And the Lord said to Moses, speak to the sons of Israel, repent of all your sins, cause the kingdom is here within. And the Lord said to Moses, speak to the sons of Israel, repent of all your sins, cause the kingdom is here within. Put off them shoes from your feet okay. This holy grind's where you stepping No need your corner no suggestion Raise up my people in Egypt Break about that evil from Egypt Tell them remember my Sabbath You know they stiff neck inside it That's why the commandments in Exodus And again in Deuteronomy That's why we border the fringes Cause we forgetful of people Get slain for picking up sticks Nowadays we picking up shit Forget thou should not commit adultery It was written in bricks It's like a hit in the miss. I mean you get what you give Keep these commandments and live Nowadays we minister hate Like we forgot the wages of sin We prophesied of the wind Pray that it bring them back in I know they iron sharpen the iron But I don't know nothing about ten. And the Lord said to Moses Speak to the sons of Still, they 
Can't have my people be roguish. They have to pay for their sin. Have them agree that they notice. If they turn from my laws, their every effort is hopeless. There is only one God, and that's a clear diagnosis. And God said to Moses, accept no witches' hypnosis. To go into the world would be considered atrocious. Have my women dress modest and keep them soft as a lotus. With the knowledge of wise men and the beauty of roses. now bring up another interesting place that you're finding descendants of the Israelites, but may not necessarily be from the Ten Tribes, but will also play a role. And it shouldn't be overlooked. It's a very serious scenario. It's, it's in Africa. Africa has perhaps hundreds of millions of people with this identity right now of being from the people of Israel. Does that mean they were from the Ten Tribes? Likely not. We were taught by the historians and within our own traditions that when the Romans conquered Judea a few hundred years after that the tribes of Israel went into exile, perhaps millions of Judeans were sold into slavery, into Africa, into Rome, deep into Africa. And if you look now, you're seeing people who are most likely the descendants of those slaves who kept true. I like to bring up a few specific examples because they're going to be game changers. One of them wrote letters to Israel when it became a state. And they said, we're, uh, we're Israelites out in Africa. You know, everyone laughed at them and they said, African Israelites, these people are just trying to jump on the first world country bandwagon. They're living in a third world country. They got nothing. We're coming to Israel. We got innovation, technology. So they're trying to get on this train because there's such a thing called the right of return. All descendants of the Jewish people from around the world were able to move to Israel. So they, they said, we are also. And everyone kind of laughed at them, like I said. And a few people took it serious and went out there and started studying them, learned about their culture. And a professor from Duke University went out there and did DNA testing on them. And he showed not only did they share Semitic genes from people who were in Yemen and back to the Middle East, these gentlemen, a large percent of them, have the Y chromosome to be Kohanim, to be priests. Now, if anyone who doesn't know, a priest is a specific family clan of the nation of Israel who come from Aaron, the brother of Moses, who was the first priest. And anyone descended from Aaron is, has the, the, the status title priest. And we found that these men in this village in South Africa called Lemba, L-E-M-B-A, carry this genetic marker to let us know that they share the same as from the Svartic and the Ashkenaz and, and the population of the people in Israel today, they share the same exact DNA marker. That's mind-blowing. So everyone kind of got humbled a little bit who, who laughed at them and said, now, now, now what? Now what do we do about this? This could have tremendous implications. Another area in Africa you have uh, something big happening is in Nigeria. 
you have the Igbo people, or Igbo, pronounced either way. There's 40 million of them, also Christians, like I spoke about before, how that could happen to the children of Israel very easily. But also, a lot of them are now coming out and converting back or adopting the, the rules of the Torah without all the paganism that they've been practicing for hundreds of years. There's been books written about it from scholars in Nigeria, from scholars from the Jewish people. And where it gets interesting is, in America, there was a slave trade. And a lot of the slaves, a very high percentage of them, came from western Nigerian ports. And in America today, you see a, a very large movement of African Americans who say that they're the real chosen people, that they're the children of Israel, they're the Judeans. You know, so what, are they just trying to create a, an identity for themselves because they were slaves, or is there really something here? And the answer is, most likely there is something there. And most likely, maybe that they were the original Israelites, and maybe that the Jewish people today who are white Caucasian people um, came in a little bit later on. We know that some of the greatest sages of the transmission of the Torah were converts from Rome. You have a man named Uncleus who, who wrote a commentary on the Torah, unprecedented, that we still learn today. He was a convert. Some of the largest pillars on the transmission today were Roman converts. So here we are, we're, you know, I'm speaking, we're Caucasian Jewish people, and now you have people in Africa saying that they're the real people of Israel. It can't be ruled out at all. We know they were sold into slavery. We know now that they're fulfilling prophecies by saying, we're coming back, we want to rejoin the nation. You are listening to The Forefront Radio. I'm your host, Afia Levi Israel. In this episode, we're going to take uh, different secular sources to prove that uh, blacks are the Hebrews of the Bible. The first book I'm going to quote from is The Truth About Black Biblical Israelites, Jews, The World's Best Kept Secret. Um, it's The subtitle is What Happened to the True Black Jews in the Year 70 A.D.? This is taken from page uh, 21. It says, The scattering of Israel occurred in 70 CE or AD, as Jesus had predicted. The Israelites were scattered from Jerusalem and Judea, which is in Northeast Africa, by the way, folks, in Jerusalem's destruction by Titus and the Roman army. Flavius Josephus, in his book, The Roman Jewish War, 66 to 70 AD, gives an account of the final dispersion and captivity of the Jews. General Vespasian and his son, Caesar Titus, fought against the Jews. Millions of Jews fled into Africa. I'm going to read it again. General Vespasian and his son, Caesar Titus, fought against the Jews. So now we're talking about the Jews, right? The Hebrews of the Bible. Watch this. Millions of Jews fled into Africa. So now anybody with common sense is going to say, hold on, wait a minute. Judea or Jerusalem is in northeast Africa. 
the Romans are in Rome. Rome is Italy. That's in Europe. So now, if I was a Caucasian fleeing from another Caucasian race, wouldn't I go and hide amongst other Caucasian races in order to flee from persecution? Why is it that when we're reading right now historical documentation, an outside biblical source, people don't have common sense? We're reading that millions of Jews fled into Africa. So that tells me that that if millions of Jews fled into an area that was predominantly black, that would logically tell me that the Jews are black. Maybe my reading comprehension is off. Let, let me let me read it again. General Vespasian and his son Caesar Titus fought against the Jews. Millions of Jews fled into Africa, into Africa, among other places, fleeing from Roman persecution and slavery. Hmm. So Jews fled from persecution and slavery in 70 AD? Hmm. Many suffered severely from hunger and starvation during the siege. Their hunger was so intolerable that it obliged them to chew everything while they gathered such thing as the most sordid animals would not touch and endure to eat them. They even ate their children for food. Page 235. So this is in one of the books of Josephus. The Bible concurs with Josephus' account. And thou shalt eat the fruit of thy own body, the flesh of thy sons and of thy daughters, which the Lord thy God have given thee in the siege and in the straightness wherewith thy enemies shall distress thee, so that the man that is tender among you and very delicate, his eye shall be evil toward his brother and toward the wife of his bosom and reward the remnant of his children, which he shall leave so that he will not give to any of them of the flesh of his children whom he shall eat because he have nothing left him in the siege and in the straightness wherewith thy enemies shall distress thee in all thy gates. The tender and delicate woman among you, which would not adventure to set the sole of her foot upon the ground for delicateness and tenderness, her eye shall be evil toward her husband of her bosom and towards her son and toward her daughter and toward her young one that cometh out from between her feet and toward her children which she shall bear for she shall eat them for want of all things secretly in the siege and the straightness wherewith thy enemies shall distress thee in thy gates this is deuteronomy 28 verse 53 through 57 so now we're reading a secular source showing that this biblical prophecy came true. It happened during the Babylonian captivity, and it happened during the Roman captivity. So prophecy, just like history, repeats itself. The perilous times and the diaspora or dispersion during the Roman-Jewish War from 66 to 70 AD 
was a repetition of the destruction that transpired in Jerusalem and the temple during the time of Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians around 586 BC. The prophet Jeremiah in the book of Lamentations chapter 4 verse 10 and throughout the book of Lamentations bewails Israel's plight thusly says the woman the hands of the pitiful women have sought in their own children. They were meat in the destruction of the daughter of my people. Now, remember, in other episodes, we read Lamentations 5 and 10, Lamentations 4 and 8, where it described the visage or the facial features of the Jews being black. We read in Jeremiah chapter 14, 2, that the Jews are black unto the ground and that they were very dark because of the terrible famine that because they didn't have any uh, food to eat, that their melanin started to get a lot darker and a lot darker during the famine. We covered this earlier on previous episodes briefly. So now let's look at another uh, historical book that talks about uh, what happened during the uh, Roman captivity. This book is called The History of the Jews from the Destruction of Jerusalem to the Present Time. This is by Hannah Adams. This was written in, I believe, 1818, and it was digitized by the uh, Microsoft Corporation for Internet Archive back in 2007 um, from the University of California Libraries. Okay, watch this. Uh, This is page 79 from the book. It says the Jews who were forcibly seized by the Romans without the walls and who have made the utmost resistance for fear of punishment were scourged and crucified near the city. Now, this is an important point because many people think that it was just Jesus the Christ that was was, uh, uh, crucified. That's not true. The form of government that we were under during the Romans was that Capital punishment was through execution of the cross. Crucifixion was their way. That was their death penalty. Okay. It says famine made them so daring in these excursions that 500 and sometimes more suffered this dreadful death every day. So they were killing 500 people per day through the means of crucifixion. Okay, and it says, and on account of the number, Josephus observes that, quote, space was wanted for the crosses and crosses for the captives. So they were killing so much people at that time that they were running out of space. They were killing so much people at that time that there was no space to put them on a cross. And no spaces for the crosses of the captives, for the slaves. And yet contrary to, watch this, and yet contrary to Titus' intention, the sedition, the seditious Jews were not disposed to a surrender by those horrid spectacles. 500 people a day getting killed and we still wouldn't surrender. That's how ardent we were for the truth of the Bible. That we were willing to stand, even though they were killing us by the by 500 per day. That's a thousand every two days. That means over two to three thousand a week. Okay. 
Watch. It says, in order to check desertion, they represented the sufferers as suppliants and not as men taken by resistance. Yet even some who deemed capital punishment inevitable escaped to the Romans, considering death by the hands of their enemies a desirable refuge when compared with the complicated distress which they endured. So let me pause that for a second to give clarity. Okay. So the majority of the Romans at that time and even now today are the descendants of Esau, Idumea, Edom. Esau was the forefather of the Caucasian races. Jacob was the forefather to the Negroes, Latinos, and Native Americans, and those that are scattered under under the title Afro-Diasporan. So Afro-Palestinian, Afro-Indian, Afro-American, Afro-Brazilian, Afro-Haitian, all these terms that are given to these people, they are the lost tribes of Israel. Okay, so now we know who the Romans are today. But now we're just finding out through secular sources, as well as the Bible, who the real Hebrews are of today. So now we're finding out past history because remember, during slavery, we could not read, nor could we write. So many of us are now finding out secondhand through these people that were writing. Because remember, this book was written in 1818. We were still in slavery during that time. Hannah Adams wrote this book in 1818. Majority of us could not read nor write. So it's important to note these things because this is black history. We gave biblical sources in previous episodes. Now we're giving uh, secular sources. Okay. So continuing on with the book, it says this. Yet even some who deemed capital punishment inevitable escaped to the Romans considering death by the hands of their enemies, a desirable refuge, when compared with the complicated desire which they endured. And though Titus mutilated many and sent them to assure the people that voluntary deserters were well treated by him, and earnestly to recommend a surrender of the city, the Jews reviled Titus from the walls, defied his menaces, and continued to defend the city by every method which stratagem, courage, and despair could suggest. And this is from the book of Josephus, volume 6, page 50, as well as page 51 um, going onward, and as well as a book called Newcomb's Observations, etc., page 245. So these are all secular sources proving Biblical history. In order to accelerate the destined ruin of Jerusalem, Titus, discouraged and exasperated by the repeated destruction of his engines and towers, undertook the arduous task of enclosing the city with a strong wall in order to prevent the inhabitants from receiving any help from an adjacent country or eluding his vengeance by flight. 
So these Romans went out of their way to show the perpetual hatred that they had towards the uh, Israelites, our ancestors. Even now to this day, they show through evidences that many of them have no sort of love towards us, but an actual racial bias. So now we're going to look at another book called Modern Judaism by John Allen. It's a brief account of the opinions, traditions, rites, and ceremonies of the Jews in modern times. So even the Ashkenazis hold on to this truth. When it talks about the descendants of Esau, meaning the Romans, the Europeans, what does this secular source have concerning traditions pertaining to the Edomites? Watch this. Esau's descendants are the subject of extensive traditions in which the rabbis, with an effrontery at which we should wonder in any other men, have set at defiance all authentic history and accurate chronology. Watch this. First, that the descendants of Esau, the sworn enemies of the descendants of Jacob, even to the end of the world, so even to the end of the world, when the world is going to be destroyed, Esau will be a sworn enemy to the descendants of Jacob. So now ask yourselves the question. Who is showing themselves to be a perpetual enemy towards the children of Israel? Now that we know who the children of Israel are, who are the people that show themselves to be sworn enemies to the descendants of Israel, the descendants of Jacob, even towards the last days right now. Because when we were first a small nation, and when Esau was a small nation, they were in, inhabiting the Mount of Seir and the adjacent country, contiguous to the land of Canaan, that they were easily confined within their own limits as long as the Israelites enjoyed a great and formidable empire in Canaan. So while the Israelites were in power, the Edomites were not able to take over the world. However, watch this. It says, but that after the powerful Republic of the 12 tribes was destroyed by the Assyrians and the Babylonians, they wonderfully increased in numbers and strength extended their dominion towards the West, spread their colonies far and wide, subjugated Italy, founded Rome and the Roman Empire, at length entirely overturned the Jewish state, which is what we just read in the other books, right? That the Roman Empire, as it grew, it subjugated Italy and it colonized far and wide, as well as while they set up their empire, they decided to try to overthrow the state of Judea, right? At length, entirely overturned the state, the Jewish state, which had been restored after the termination of the Babylonian captivity. The second temple being destroyed by Titus Vespasian. That's what we read in the other book, right? And that in the present day, 
that in the present day, meaning today, at the time that this was written, it was 1818, right? Watch this. It says, and that in the present day, 1818, while the Jews were in slavery, professing the religion of Jesus of Nazareth. So hold on, wait a minute. So in 1818, who was professing the religion of the black Messiah? They was professing a white Messiah. They was pushing a white Jesus. So this tells you that the people perpetrating a white Jesus at 1818 were the Europeans, the Edomites, the descendants of the Romans. Watch this, which they were the first of all nations to embrace. They hold the dominion over all Europe. Esau detaining in captivity his brother Jacob, at least as far as regards the tribe of Judah, till his Messiah Ben David shall appear. So wait a minute. Esau ruled during the Roman Empire. Esau has dominion over Europe. Esau has his brother Jacob in slavery. Hmm. Let me read it again. It says Esau detaining in captivity. The word captivity means slavery. His brother Jacob, at least as far as regards the tribe of Judah till his Messiah, meaning till the tribes of Judah, the, the Israelites, till his Messiah, son of David, shall appear. So this tells you that the Messiah has not come back yet because we're still in the land that we were brought to in captivity. What are we reading? A secular source. This is Modern Judaism, page 231. They're literally telling you that Esau, who's the Caucasian racist, have detained in captivity his brother Jacob, who are the so-called Indians, the Latinos, Hispanics, and the so-called Africans, so-called African-Americans, right? Still have them in captivity to this day, right? Watch this. That's first. Second of all, secondly, watch this, that the prophecies of the prophets against Esau Edom, Seir, and the cities of Edom, especially those of Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Obadiah, have not yet received their full accomplishment. So now you can see, folks, why people tell you, oh, don't read the Old Testament. Because they don't want you to know (laughs) that there's prophecies in there concerning the destruction of the Edomite Empire. Destruction of the descendants of the Romans, their whole house, their whole clan, their whole tribes. Isaiah prophesied about it. Jeremiah spoke about it. Even Obadiah spoke about it. My favorite book in the Bible is Obadiah. I could read that all day, every day. If you want to know what happens to to, uh, those that oppressed you, read the book of Obadiah. Watch this. It says, watch this, for that though the house of Esau has experienced some particular judgments of God on account of the injurious at different 
uh, periods of time inflicted upon Israel, yet the final, the final, the final vengeance on account of that last and great injury, the destruction of the second temple by Titus and the transportation of the Jews into captivity. Remember, in the last book, we read that the Jews that were trying to escape fled into Africa. Now we're reading about the transportation of the Jews into captivity, into slavery. All right, continuing on, it says, in which they are still most appropriately detained. So what does this tell you? That the Jews that were in captivity during the time of 1818, when the author was writing this, the Jews that were in slavery, the Hebrews that were in slavery during the time of 1818, that are still most opprobriously detained, meaning they're still in slavery at 1818, is yet impending over it to be executed in the time of the Messiah, that this is foretold by the prophets and all their denunciations of the severest plagues against the house of Esau, the cities of Edom and Mount Seir, which all belong to Rome and the Christians. And that the fate of Christians at that time will be far more dreadful than that of the Mahometans. A Barnabel particularly says, quote, the slaughter of the Turks in the future battle will not be so great as that of the Christians. This is referring to European Christians for many of the Turks will escape, according to Isaiah uh, Isaiah verse 19, uh, Isaiah 50, 56, Isaiah 56 verse 19. That's what it's referring to. But of the Christians, Obadiah says, now this is referring to the book of Obadiah. There shall not be any remaining of the house of Esau. All right. And that's from the book called Modern Judaism, page 231 and 232. So, folks, what we went over is secular sources proving uh, the black presence of the Jews in the Bible. We read one particular book that talked about the Jews, uh, the Jews fleeing into Africa. Um, this book was called The History of the Jews from the Destruction of Jerusalem to the Present Time. And then we read another book called The Truth About Black Biblical Israelites. And then we read another book called Modern Judaism. We got one more quote that we're going to read for you and we're going to wrap it up. Alrighty, folks, here is the last quote that we're going to read from. We're going to read from the uh, book called History of the Jews. Okay. The Negroes claim to be a Jewish uh, heritage is legitimate. I'm going to read it again. Negroes claim to be Jewish is legitimate. The land of Israel is located in Western Asia and borders on North Africa. All of the native inhabitants of that region were non-white, 
When Spain expelled its Jews in 1492, many of them went to Africa. I'm going to read it again. Sometimes you got to read it slow because some people are not uh, uh, able to comprehend what I'm reading. The land of Israel is located in Western Asia and borders on North Africa, North Africa. All of the native inhabitants, meaning all the Hebrews, all the Canaanites, all the Jebusites, all the other people that was living there, all the native inhabitants of that region were non-white. When Spain expelled its Jews in 1492, many of them went to Africa. It seems probable that some of them were brought later to America as slaves. The spirituals never sing of African rivers. It's always the Jordan or the Red Sea. They don't sing about African chiefs or kings. It's David or Moses or some other Jewish character from the Bible. So now, when our ancestors were singing Swing Low, Sweet Chariot, Coming Forward to Carry Me Home, they were literally singing about the chariots of God, the black angels coming down with the Messiah, coming to save us and bring us out of the land of captivity. Thank you for listening to the Forefront Radio, where the truth does not fear investigation. We looked at secular sources today, proving that the ancient Hebrews of the Bible are black. Peace and blessings to you all. Thank you for listening to the Forefront Radio. We now have a cash app. The link is in the description of the page here on anchor.fm, also on Spotify. We appreciate you listening in. We do have a few features that we are including now. We are selling a few products such as watches, perfumes, colognes, and other uh, products will be available for our Israelite community, as well as the general community of the population. We have a Facebook page. Just type in The Forefront Media, and you'll be able to get updates of uh, various shows that we drop when they do drop. Um, Please do share this show if you like the show, and we do hope that you do love this show. And uh, tune in for more uh, episodes once we have them available. Thank you for listening to The Forefront. I'm your host, Afiel Levi Israel.